tree lizards has exploded and local citizens couldn't be happier. It seems the rapacious reptiles have developed a taste for the common pigeon, also known as the feathered rat or gutter bird. For the first time, citizens need not fear harassment by flocks of chattering disease bags. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Simpsons time, and welcome to it. Today I'm going to talk about Bart the Mother, which came in season 10 and was written by David S. Cohen. It was the last episode that he wrote, uh, the last full episode that he wrote before moving on to Futurama and becoming David X. Cohen. I won't say that he is the smartest person who's ever been on the Simpsons writing staff because that kind of thing is so hard to quantify, but um, he is possibly the most nerdy of them, um, just based on what I know of him. Not, I don't mean nerdy like socially inept, I mean nerdy like knowing a lot about math. Um, <laughs> And so he was definitely a good fit for Futurama. And so I think that this is a very, very interesting episode for him to have written because it is a down-to-earth, very realistic, non-Futurama-like Simpsons episode. This is the one where Nelson peer pressures Bart into shooting a bird with a BB gun and he kills it, which is, even for something like The Simpsons, which is, you know, supposedly edgy, quite disturbing. And Marge, who has forbidden Bart to play with Nelson, is really, really upset by this and, um, it kind of drives a wedge between, or it, you know, it causes there to be a lot of coldness and distance between Marge and Bart. Until she realizes that Bart has taken the mother bird's eggs, the eggs of the bird that he killed, that is, um, and started to raise them, you know, with a heat lamp and all of that to try to be their mother. And this, of course, makes her feel very, very glad indeed to have Bart as her son. In a very satisfying, ironic twist, when the eggs hatch, they are not birds at all, they are lizards. And um, the bird-watching society helmed by Skinner wants to kill them because they decimate the bird population by eating the eggs. 
and laying their own eggs into the birds' nests. All right, so it's not mathy, but it is sciency. And even though he is completely upsetting the ecosystem, Bart wants to save these animals that he loves, and Marge lets him because she understands what it's like to love a creature that everybody says is a monster. Very, very satisfying little moralistic Simpsons episode from season 10. Though I, of course, like the incidental jokes a little better. Um, when Skinner is giving Marge the lecture about what damage the lizards can do, he shows her uh, a little diagram of extinct birds saying, yeah, these lizards have already wiped out the dodo, the cuckoo, and the nene. And they have nasty plans for the booby, the woodcock, the titpecker, and the titmouse. <laughs> and Marge goes, how vile. Very good, I like it. Uh, the sequence where... Marge and Homer are wondering where Bart is and they're folding laundry. And Marge is like, oh, can you get Bart down here to help? And Homer goes, don't worry, I'll get him. And he yells. Just the way that's animated, that, um... Like, the way his body and mouth move when he's yelling. <laughs> don't worry, I'll get him. Bart! <laughs> It's not just that. He then opens the window and has a whole conversation with Milhouse in yelling. And that's how they find out that Bart has uh, disobeyed and gone to see Nelson. We also get to see a little bit more about Nelson, which I always appreciate. Um, I think right around now is when people get to see the real Nelson. Um... Ralph Wiggum mania is definitely in full effect by season 10. Um, and people are always excited to learn more about him and, you know, his pratfalls. But starting a little bit later, you know, than uh, the pinnacle of Ralph's popularity. We see a real fondness for Nelson, uh, displayed by the writers. And we see that he's not a dumb kid. He's a disadvantaged kid, and, you know, he has necessarily been self-taught all his life. So he does not have the best manners of any kid that you might find, and he's indubitably tough but he does have these street smarts that you can't deny. And a bit of a folky wisdom. I really like uh, after Bart has to be taken away from Nelson's house where the accident happened. Um, and it is an accident. He didn't mean to shoot the bird. He 
tried to make it so that he would miss, but then he, he made the shot. Um, we see Nelson through the window cooking one carrot and like flipping it in a skillet, you know, while humming to himself. And that I think is just so beautifully pathetic and very Nelson-like. He's a real lone wolf, that Nelson, most of the time. Um, and there's a little interchange, too, when they're about to go sh uh, play with the BB gun, when Nelson puts on a scarf. And he says to Bart, you're not going out without a scarf, are you? Bart's like, no, I guess not. And Nelson goes, uh, it's your health. Wonderful. That is a really great Nelson line. I find that this episode, um, and, uh, what is it called? The Christmas episode, uh, Marge Be Not Proud, that's what it's called which was in season seven, are a lot alike. And there are very few like that. Um, there are many, many that explore the relationship between Homer and Lisa, which I think is definitely the most conflict-ridden dyad, <laughs> dramaturgical dyad within the family. Um, but there are relatively few about Marge and Bart. And I guess it's not surprising that they both uh, have to do with guilt and um, the way the love of a son for a mother, you know, kind of triumphs in the end because of her guilt <laughs> uh, or, and guilt trips. I love the little moment where um, Marge has found out that she needs to punish Bart for disobeying. And as she's storming out of the house, she says, and Homer, punish Lisa too for lying. Uh, because Lisa tried to cover it up. And just for like a few seconds, we see the contrast between uh, b between mothering and fathering, you know, in most families. Because Homer goes to Lisa, all right, Lisa, as your punishment, run down to the Quickie Mart and get me a six pack of beer. He gives her money. And then he gives her a little more money saying, and you know, pick up something for yourself too, sweetheart. It's like, she's not really punished at all. I like the sort of set piece in the beginning when um, everyone goes to the arcade. It's called like Family Fun World or something completely generic like that. And um, the main joke of Family Fun World is that the prizes are just so crappy. If you have, 
you know, 15 tickets, all you can get is a mustache comb or a fake mustache. Or like, I can't remember what the squeaky voice teen says exactly, but like, oh, well, for that, you can get two rubber bands and a paperclip. <laughs> um, but Nelson, of course, because he cheated by uh, prying open the skee-ball ticket dispenser and just helping himself to an entire roll of tickets. He gets to have the, the BB gun. They give him the choice between the BB gun and the Easy Bake Oven. And you see him rationalizing. He's like, you know, but although the thought of hot food does sound great, <laughs> I can't say no to a weapon, so the BB gun it is. Uh, I also love the animation in the batting cage when Homer is uh, being pummeled by the baseballs over and over again. Um, just like the the many ways which in which the baseball hits him is great. And I especially like when he <laughs> when it hits the tip of his finger. It's subtle. It's easy to miss, but uh, he points his finger, you know, threateningly at the machine that's spitting out balls and it hits him right there. The last thing I'll say for today's Simpsons time is that Bart watches a film strip. Um, he goes to the library and, you know, very diligently is trying to learn how to take care of his eggs. And um, he finds a little film strip featuring Troy McClure. And this is the very last appearance of Troy McClure. Phil Hartman died, uh, you know, I guess really soon after recording that Like all the other fun educational film strips that Troy McClure has appeared in, it is scientifically a little bit specious and um, ends in a jarring way when he's talking about the mother bird regurgitating food. And little Billy goes, oh, that's gross, or something like that. And there's a close-up of his face going, It sure is, Billy. It sure is. And then that's the end. You arrived as I was leaving. You were filled with that popular right the song is injured bird by Vic chestnut and Michael Stipe uh, and that was Bart the mother 
which is really great, really holds up. Um, something I neglected to mention was that Jasper is in the bird watching club, and the last bird on his life list is a pigeon, which is, if you know bird watching, and I do a little bit, uh, that's like a really solid joke for the bird watching community. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, of course, of course, Skinner's mention of the booby and the other dirty named birds. Uh, is wonderful. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast. Maybe you already have. You can also follow me on Instagram. Uh, A-M underscore N-A-Z-Z is my Instagram name. You can also friend me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Amnaz, A-M-N-A-Z-Z. <laughs> or you can just listen to Nazario Scenario in addition to this podcast. Uh, the playlists for that radio program can be found at wfmu.org slash playlists slash A-N. I'm Amanda Nazario. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you next week. A grass and old shirt bed, cardboard box. Then you let the cat over the fence. It doesn't get any better than. Our top story, the population of parasitic tree lizards has exploded, and local citizens couldn't be happier. It seems the rapacious reptiles have developed a taste for the common pigeon, also known as the feathered rat or gutter bird. For the first time, citizens need not fear harassment by flocks of chattering disease bags.